in this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing you maybe you're not trying hard enough welcome to ending pending i'm your host and i'm andy i'm starting a cult and i'm evan hi i'm claire from the ba test kitchen and today we're gonna make gourmet croons and i'm ronnie if you can tell by those introductions ending pending is a podcast where we watch TV shows which have only lasted for a singular season. We then try and figure out what went wrong. We're currently covering Netflix's Netflix souls Netflix's we'll go with that. Tuka and Birdie. But before we get into that, Andy has a bit. What's the bit, Andy? Have you ever said something that you thought was the funniest thing in the entire world and your audience didn't appreciate it? Hmm. I think we should just go around in a circle and say those bits <laughs> and just kind of support each other. Gosh, I say so many things that I find funny and oftentimes no one else does. But I find myself so funny that I kind of like am an audience of one. I'm here to be your audience of two, Ronnie. I'm here to support you right <laughs> I, now. I just want to think about like what if I can even remember a time because I'm always just like, you're a raw. That was a great joke. Um, someone else go. All right, I'll go because I'm prepared. So there was this one time where, uh, I'm, I'm cosplaying Fjord from, from Critical Role. You don't say the J. I'm cosplaying Fjord from Critical Role. And you only say the J when it's a joke because it's spelled Fjord, but I know, it's pronounced I'm, I'm, Ford. So I, you only say the J when it's something like, you know, he's a fiai boy i don't know i'm i'm cosplaying fjord from critical role <laughs> and uh someone was helping me put on the breastplate that they made for me and it was beautiful and i said wow i'm really secured and it was the funniest thing i've ever done in my entire life and that person <laughs> didn't laugh at all because they didn't think it was funny very funny andy Thank you, Ronnie. Very, very I, much enjoyed. I that. appreciate. I appreciate that. This was has been a calming salve for my wounds. For sure. For sure. Cooling, calming, cooling, cooling, cooling salve. Yeah. I don't think you pronounce the L in salve either, isn't it? Salve. No, it is salve. I get in the habit where, you know, like most folks, I say a joke to one person and they laugh and I said, all right, I'm going to say this joke <laughs> to everybody I see today. Um, My poor coworkers have to hear, hear the same five bits every day because I get like five <laughs> bits for the day and then I just repeat them through the sure, line. Sure. Um, yeah, I just there's so many but like i i feel like if if we're doing batting average i got like a you know a 250 300 batting average on some of these bits because i tell them to like five people and two of them are like haha and i'm like that's a, that's a successful bit that's a success 
Ronnie, literally every single person who has ever come up to me in person and said something nice about ending pending has said that, oh, and Ronnie's my favorite. He's oh, so funny. That's so I'm sweet. like, hey, well, thanks. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think Ronnie's great. But uh, Thank you. if he's your favorite, then that means I'm number two or number three. Or possibly number three. Yeah. Axel's yeah. been on this podcast a couple times. Maybe maybe Axel's number three. So, Kim, Kim's a strong number three. Um... I don't know. This is this is a good question. This is this is something I should be more introspective of. Is to really, you know, as I as I uh, embark on this on this journey of being a uh, a comedian, as you do uh, when when you start a, a podcast. <laughs> Everyone is a comedian now. Um, I really got to take more inventory of of you know of what jokes are landing, so I can really workshop it. Thank you for thank you for giving me this this opportunity. You're welcome. Honestly, it was just because I thought I made a really funny joke when Evan was putting on the armor he made for me. And he didn't think it was funny. <laughs> oh, that's really what this all was. This, this was is, all just an elaborate. Is this just an Andy v. Evan call out show today? <laughs> I, Evan, yeah, Evan I with Evan with the uh, the, pronunciation the pronunciations guys, and Andy just like, yeah, you don't support me. <laughs> He's he made me the armor. He's the best in the whole wide world. Yeah, I've been killing myself trying to get all these cosplays done. So He's a saint. Thank you for and calling has, me out on our podcast. Up, he has to put up with my shenanigans. That wasn't a call out, dear. I didn't say your name. <laughs> <laughs> um Has have you ever done a funny and it not been appreciated? No, I'm not funny. That's not true. I think you're very funny, Evan. I've made the character choice to not be funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is all part of the bit. It's a very elaborate. Oh, is, is that a thing that you y'all experienced as as youths when you would like be hanging out with people and you make a joke and someone's like, "That's not funny," and be like, "I wasn't even trying to be funny." I wasn't no, even trying. I, just, I think we've discussed this on the show before, but um, as someone who is not cool. Uh, mm. my strategy that has served me very well throughout my life has been to um, stand near other people and just not say anything. And it cultivates an air that I am, in fact, interesting and mysterious rather than awkward. It's all about how you hold yourself and sure. how you dress. So once I cultivated a sense of style, this strategy really started to work well for me. Mm -hmm. uh so that's just what i stick with i just stand near other humans and allow them to assume that i'm interesting and mysterious that's how you got me yeah you just stood there and i was like oh boy i want that <laughs> yeah i'll have i'll have five of those please i have a, a soft resting bitch face you know it uh i don't really look angry i just kind of look disinterested i look a mm. little bitchy but not so bitchy that i'm completely unapproachable the disinterested part was the challenge i was like why aren't you interested in me i am interesting <laughs> yeah. i have a dark and mysterious backstory yeah so people like you consider me a challenge mm -hmm. and you do all the work yeah i did i did do a lot of work yeah. It has paid off. You've, well, you've now done much more work. Yes. In this relationship. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I just mean like more physical work as far as like making things. Oh, I when you, I was then thinking you were going about topping, which I guess is more work. But oh, that's maybe more yeah. details than our listeners need. 
Let's talk about uh, Teaser University. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the show. Was this my best intro ever? I think this might have been my best intro ever. Yeah, I mean, not, neither of us gave you a good answer, but no, but it was we just got introspective. We got some stuff deep. out there, you know. Our it's listeners just, got to learn about us. Yeah, yeah. Hello, listeners. Um, yeah, Ronnie tries to be funny and often fails. That's something they didn't know before. No, not uh, often fails. These fucking <laughs> listeners always come up to me and are like, "Ronnie's my favorite." That's I, why I have such a combative relationship with our viewers, <laughs> is because they're always they, challenging me. They come up to me and they go, Ronnie's my favorite. Why, mm, why aren't you mm. funnier? Why I guess that's like why Ronnie? I'm so defensive and so uh, cordial and jovial to the audience. Um, <laughs> that's probably it. Maybe probably. it's because you're nice to him. Yeah. Could be. I mean, it's a little Ouroboros there, you know? Snake eating its own tail. Don't appreciate me. We watched two episodes of Tuca and Birdie. Uh, <laughs> we we did. watched episodes we did. seven great. and eight. Um, what happened on these episodes, Evan? I could not tell you. That's cool, because I know. I know what happened. You got this. Uh, Episode 7 is called Yeast Week, and uh, Birdie is anxiously preparing for a, uh, like, pastry event called Yeast Week, at which she is presenting with her pastry mentor, Pastry Pete. Uh, Can I interrupt you for one second? Sure. This Thursday is National Croissant Day. At Starbucks. And every year, Starbucks tries to make National Croissant Day happen. And I don't think it's ever actually happened. But this is now like a themed episode. Sure. If you're listening to this, then tomorrow is is Croissant Croissant Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there. Maybe if Starbucks Starbucks sold crunts, um, they'd have more success if it was crunts. Or crunts. Crunts Day. Starbucks should hire us for a spot. They should they should pay for a spot. Do you want Starbucks podcast. to know about this episode about this podcast? No, Starbucks doesn't <laughs> even know about this podcast. Uh, Continue, Evan. Yeah. So uh Bertie is is very anxiously preparing for this uh this baking event week that she's going to be attending as a baking professional and she's furiously practicing her new croons. It, this one's a croon, right? Because yes. there was a crunt, and then this one's a croon. Croon. They're two different things. Right. One uh, is, a, is a crawler mixed with a bunt cake, which we'll, we'll get into this. I have some issues. And the croon is a croissant mixed with a bunt cake. Sure. Um, I feel like the method of making those things are totally different. Um, I don't know that much about pastries, though. So yeah. I, don't know how you, I don't know how you would combine those things. Anyway, um... Uh, but, but, but yeah, so Birdie is getting ready to do this thing. Uh, Tuca has a new money-making scheme in life, which is that she plays this erotic video game, and people like send her eight dollars or whatever. It's it's like uh, this show's version of I don't know, like being a cam girl or something. She she's playing. She's she's her avatar is like jerking off other little avatars in this sex video game and then they like tip her and this is how she's making money so uh she's doing this and the ruckus she is making is annoying birdie and birdie's getting stressed out because of her uh pastry week thing uh, yeast week uh and then Tuka starts to have some kind of abdominal pain and she's very insistent about not going to a doctor and Birdie's like, please go to the doctor. You're you're annoying me. Please go to the doctor. 
and she does not. And uh, it gets worse and she tries garlic and it gets worse. So ultimately, uh, she gets rushed to the hospital while Birdie is at Yeast Week. And uh, Tuca is having a lot of anxiety about this uh, illness. Uh, she has an egg stuck in her because birds lay eggs. I don't know if this is analogous to a real thing that can happen to human people. I don't. But anyway, for birds, I guess this is serious. And um, Tuca's mother apparently died as a result of like complications from surgery. And so Tuca is kind of like having a crisis in the hospital and Bertie is out at this uh, pastry week thing. And Bertie leaves this very important pastry thing event to be with Tuca. And she like takes care of Tuca through her hospital stay and through surgery and stuff. And then they come home and they get in a big fight about, uh, you know, Birdie always feeling like she has to be the responsible one and give up things to take care of Tuca and Tuca feeling like Birdie is always uh, like holding her back and being a wet blanket. And they, they, they bring up a lot of like resentment that has now gotten tied up in this argument that they're having. And they end the episode uh, like mad at each other with like a, a rift in their friendship. Uh, episode eight is called The New Bird, and there's this uh, little yellow bird named Dakota, and she just rolls up to this the pastry shop where uh, Birdie is working part-time, and Pastry Pete gives her an apprenticeship, and at first they don't like each other, but then they become good friends, and they're inventing a pastry together, and everything's going great. Uh, meanwhile, Tuca has also decided that she's going to, like, try to make new friends or something, and she, uh, she is having a lot of thoughts about Birdie and, like, sort of running from the, the specter of Birdie's critique as she encounters other people, and, uh, several things happen, but she accidentally starts a cult. She, she starts hanging out with these very hippie granola people, and she is very charismatic and is like, hey, what if we actually did all of this hippie stuff this other way that I prefer, where we run around and yell and scream and do whatever I say because I'm very charismatic. And yeah, so she accidentally starts a cult and they almost accidentally burn someone at the stake. And uh, uh, Tuca has kind of a, a, a journey. She goes on a journey uh, realizing that she made a mistake with this cult and it got out of hand and that she uh, probably should take Bertie's advice a little more seriously and that she values Bertie as a friend. Meanwhile, Bertie at the, the pastry shop with Dakota and Pastry Pete. Pastry Pete does the same uh, weird creepy thing to Dakota that he did to Bertie with the like shoving her face in a bowl thing that like Bertie was into i guess but dakota freaks out and she's like hey um your your boss is a creep uh and why didn't you warn me and birdie admits that you knew about it and dakota gets very upset about it dakota like leaves as far as i know permanently she she reunites with uh tuka at the very end of the episode and they i don't think they they have a conversation but they kind of unspokenly come back together 
as friends, presumably to deal with some of their stuff. That's the two episodes. That's the two episodes. Uh, we watched uh, all two of them. All, all two. All yeah, three there's... of us watched all two episodes of this one season show. And you know, I got to ask it. Uh, Andy. That's me. That's you. These two episodes of Netflix's Tuca and Birdie, did they work for you? You know what, Ronnie? They sure did. Nice. It's a good show. Yeah, I think so. We don't get a lot of good shows. This is a good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These two episodes of Netflix's Tuca and Birdie, did they work for you? They were a little bit more of a downer than some of the other episodes have been, but yes, they did. I still think it's quite a good show. Love it. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did these two episodes of Tuca and Birdie work for you? They sure did. They sure did. I I am like on the record of loving a comedy. And this show, you, you said that it's been a bit of a downer. It is still a hilarious show. Um, yeah, it, it, I would agree. Yes. And I'm, I'm the kind of person I like a little sweet with my savory. I like a little uh, sugar with my spice. I like a little comedy with my drama. And uh, this show is delivering it in lots of amounts. Um, So we will talk more about what worked for us right after these uh, messages from our Lunar Light family. Hey, Penning Pals. Zandy, Ronnie, and Evan here in the ad breaks. <laughs> Is that... That was your... That... Hey! Uh, hey! Hey! Yeah, that's... It sounded like you got a hernia in hey, the middle of that. Hey! Hey, brother! It's Macho Man Ronnie! <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Ooh, macho, man, macho Man Ronnie Savage. I don't hate that one bit. Um, I don't love it. Hey now, brother. <laughs> hey, hey, macho, hey, hey, macho man, Randy, Andy. Oh no, <laughs> I'm that here works. to talk about trans questioning podcast, brother. Tell us about it. Is that that's a Hulk Hogan thing? No, <laughs> this is Macho Man Ryan, Randy, Andy. <laughs> trans questioning podcast is a show about what it means to be transgender. Every other week, Sarah Zedig answers questions and talks to guests about their experiences as trans and non-binary people living in a rapidly changing world. There's no one right way to be trans, and that's why hearing the stories of our peers is so important. Airs every other Monday, despite Garfield's fervent Prostestation. Nope, I nope. don't think I got that one right there. Nope. One more again. Rawr, one more again. Brother. Rawr. Oh, Pro- boy. Protestations. Protests. Protestant reformations. <laughs> <laughs> Despite Garfield's Protestant reformations and Martin Luther's 99 Theses. <laughs> hey, I'll catch you at the Thunderdome. Oh, that was. This is that- a. This you really committed to that. We're you fired, did. aren't we? You did. No, I think that we are now. Oh, hang on, hang on. That's that's the phone. What's that? Oh, we 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 now own every podcast. They've given us all the podcasts. 
<laughs> also, we work for the WWE now. Right, yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon owns us now. Oh, no. Oh, I know. No. It's going to be He's terrible. A bad man. We have bad no man. health insurance now. We have no health insurance. We're going to have to uh, really you do know, a lot of cocaine about it. Do yeah. a lot of cocaine. Uh, um, not not happy about that. But you know what I am happy about is gaming New Horizons. What a great uh, podcast! It's so good. It, if you if you also, don't know what I'm talking about, you, you probably can I just be, say two. Yeah. Even before we do that. Despite my promo for the trans questioning podcast, it's very good and very, yes, very yes, great. Yes. Despite my very bad promo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gaming New Horizons. Gaming New Horizons. If you don't know what we're talking about, you probably would recognize the name Overwitch. But two, don't don't even think about Overwitch anymore because Overwitch died. Overwitch is it's, dead. It's long dead. It's it's long dead as of like 28 days ago. And uh, now it's Gaming New Horizons. Gaming colon New Horizons. It's it's the best casual games gaming news source out there. Your three best friends discuss video games new and old to celebrate their strengths and analyze their weaknesses. When the conversation comes to a close, they decide if the featured game is worth continuing or if it's game over. Ray, Terrence, and Joe are here to guide you through the world of games every other Friday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and LunarLightStudio.com. It is a tremendous show. I have like re- y'all have been on it um, back when it was over, which um, I'm dying to be on it because it is one podcast that no matter what they're talking about, I always feel like I I, I want to be in on the conversation. I'm like yelling at my at my uh, headphones being like, no, no, no. Here's here's a good joke to put there. And maybe they wouldn't laugh just like, you know, lots of people. Um, as we talked about earlier, <laughs> um, but no, it, it is a great show. They, they frequently bring up, uh, Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong's, uh, family, which I am just infatuated with. Um, it's a good time. Do they ever talk about any of the WrestleMania games? I'm sure they do. I don't think that they're called WrestleMania games. <laughs> I think they're just like WWE 2K10 or whatever. Um, is Macho Man Randy Andy in that one? Macho Man Randy Andy. I think most of them like they play- a DLC loot crate. <laughs> they have pretty good <laughs> customization. Vince McMahon when your testicles. <laughs> I think Macho Man Randy Andy is a monster factory waiting to happen. Oh man, we can make that happen. Go check out mock footage. Go check out trans questioning. Go check out all the other podcasts on the Lunar Light Studio family of podcasts stop, and stop listening to <laughs> no don't do that because <laughs> we're out of control do, do we, do we have to do hercules a, is coming they need to leave now while they we, can do we have to do a promo for ending pending to convince people that are currently listening that they should stay listening <laughs> no that they should stop oh, goodness. Okay. anyway let's go back to two good birdie let's go back to good birdie <laughs> so ray hi you're a fan of movies absolutely as such can you please tell me just a quick summary of what happens in top gun (laughs) top gun of course uh top gun is a fan favorite children's movie Uh uh-huh um i don't know why there's a gun in the name honestly uh it's where uh what's his name steven stallone Uh, yep goes and joins the military uh, but instead of focusing on the military aspects of it, the first half of the movie focuses on the recreational aspects, and he joins a volleyball league. Uh-huh. Now, 
is Top Gun his nickname on the volleyball squad? That's the team name. The team name is the Top Gun. The so Top like Gun. the Tallahassee Top Gun or what city is it? Do it you think? It's uh it's just the Tennessee Top Gun. Ten the state. The okay, state. state. It's a state. Alright. So state nationalism. That's right. Now I remember. Thank you for reminding me that Top Gun is a film about Steven Stallone portraying a character who joins the Tennessee Top Gun, a nationally ranked volleyball team. He joined the Air Force. All right. Well, cool. I'm Ray. And I'm Joe. Mock Footage is a podcast where we talk about movies, but I don't know anything about them. Isn't that silly? (laughs) (laughs) I think that was it. (laughs) I think that was the one. Mock Footage can be found every week on LunarLightStudio.com. We are now talking about what worked for us about these two episodes of Tuca and Birdie. I, I want to say one thing that's related to a complaint I had before, but it's a positive this time. Good. I like that they uh, called out that pastry pizza creep, even though it just so happened that Birdie was into it that one time. Yep. You feel me? Like that. That's part of the reason that I didn't love that. Like mm-hmm. he was being weird and forceful and getting in her personal space. And she happened to be into it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it good or okay. And I don't in, in that episode, I don't think the show like quite called that out enough, Uh, but they more than made up for it in episode eight because they had a whole like very significant, very real conversation about this relationship dynamic between Dakota and Birdie and Pace repeat and Dakota feeling very betrayed by the fact that Birdie didn't warn her that Pastry Pete is a creep and Birdie having to sort of come to grips with the fact that she was defending him just because she happened to be into him, even though what he was doing was not really defensible. Yeah, I, I think and I agree with you that it was like it, the show didn't really punish pastry Pete early enough the way that it should have or it like make us feel like he's the villain early enough to be um, fair i wouldn't say it didn't punish him the way it should have we we watched this in segments and sure. so i was i was uh i think i had the reaction to that in hindsight that the show wanted me to have to it so i right. don't think fair in enough. hindsight this is really a critique of the narrative that they're doing fair enough i didn't like it at the time but i i think like i said having seen this episode now i think i was meant to be uncomfortable with it at the time fair enough and i think that that like does a lot to set this up like we talked about it during that first during that episode where that happened to birdie that like i was like ready for her to like do exactly what dakota did in this episode and instead, it's like, oh, I was not prepared for her to be this into it. And it like became just a part of the dynamic. Whereas like fast forward to this episode, I'm I'm like on the other side now where like I'm seeing it through Birdie's eyes. And I mean, it's animation, so it's not as if it's like well acted or anything like that. It's very intentional. Whatever is happening on screen, um, it's definitely a look of like of like jealousy which like has, is the theme with Dakota since she comes into the show mm-hmm. and like, Oh, pastry Pete's now he's like 
putting the moves on her and I'm jealous and like here like little Dakota or like what I call her in my notes uh, country bird jamboree um, <laughs> comes in and she's like you know oh, oh everything's fine everything's great and she has enough gumption to say like whoa fuck you like that's not okay and meanwhile like city city bird birdie is like not taking a stand against the kind of thing which like that's that's her prerogative but dakota was totally right like you knew that this was the case and you didn't like tell me um it was it 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 really jumped back and forth and and played that scene in a real like complicated manner Mm -hmm. um it was i I think it, it was well set up back in those episodes even if it was a little bit grueling back then um, but it, that that really struck me as like, whoa, this, there's a couple of moments during these two episodes where it's like this show is real and maybe it's too real for a general audience. And maybe that leads to where we are today without having a second season. But like it was real. It is too real. That's not a critique either. The show gets really real. Yeah, for sure. It gets real to the point where you feel a little uncomfortable and that's. Good, because it's good to examine how you look at things. I wish the penguin wasn't the bad bird. Penguins are fun. I like penguins. Because, <laughs> oh, I thought you were good. Yeah. No, I just Wait, like well, penguins. They should have picked a different I, bird. He was, he's, he's also kind of like, you know, macho and, and hot, so. Um, he's tall. <laughs> and broad. Penguin, penguins and are has good. a deep voice. Pastry, Pastry Pete is bad. Pastry Pete's bad. No, I'm not saying, yeah. Yeah. But even so, in, in in Yeast Week, like we're 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 like set up, like trying to hope that Birdie gets his approval, and like he's like, oh, I could advance your career, and nah, nah, nah. which like I guess is very emblematic of like toxic men in in any workplace. Um, but it it was still just like, I want you to, which which happened very quickly in episode eight, but. Like, I want this to be, like, declared a villain. Like, I need this to be a little bit black and white, and it wasn't. And that's, I think, a good thing, because it is, like, so dynamic and so real. Relationships are very complicated. Sure are. Social interaction is very complicated. Andy, what worked for you? Uh, There was a flamingo I liked, I think. I think there was a flamingo that I, I was into. I liked the cult. Cult was I'm fun. always I'm always here for cults. Um that was just good stuff. There were a lot of good jokes when it came to the cult. The the couple dating was really spot on and yeah. really funny. For for reference, uh after Tuca and Birdie have their falling out, uh Birdie and uh Speckle. Speckle have like they like try and play board games with couples to make couple friends and it never works out way too real. Um, also one of the members of one of those couples was just a guy. It was just like, a fucking dude, like a human man, was just a man, <laughs> he was person. a human man person. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else in this show is like a plant woman and a, and several bird people. There are many naked, bird and naked goat man with a dick. Yeah. They're, that that's another thing I wanted to give as a positive. We have critiqued before how there are many instances of like non-sexualized breasts in this show. You know, like women are just and sometimes not even women actually. There's a building with boobs, 
But um, yeah, there's just people around like with boobs out, like just just because like just sometimes because you take your shirt off, you know. Uh, and then at the cult thing, there's they're doing like a conga line and there's like a sheep man with his with his penis out. Right. Now that we went down the the tangent of the goat man penis, what were you saying, Ronnie? <laughs> um, there is a great line at Yeast Week where the announcer of one of the acts says, uh, I have it written down verbatim. Ladies and gentle birds and plants, humans, and sometimes inanimate objects that talk. What a world. <laughs> it was just very good. Very good kind of laying out the groundwork for every every single possible thing you could run into in uh, in this Tuca and Birdie world. There was um there was a bit where Speckle was like, Babe, if we stop doing these double dates, the entire board game industry will collapse because <laughs> it is built upon couples. Uh, trying to do couple dates, and that was very funny. Yeah, the we didn't talk about it, but the way that Tuka gets to the hospital is one of her customers in the jerk off video game um, comes to the apartment after she like passes out from pain. Um, mm-hmm. Harry Stallion sixty nine, uh, <laughs> which is very good because Harry Stallion sixty eight was taken. He said. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's very good um and he is literally a horse person. he's a horse of course yeah he, he's covered course, in hair and he is he is like a he is a bojack horseman horseman a, a horse is a horse of me. course of course yeah. and you did it a second time i did yeah, it a second time um thanks for relaying that joke on us just <laughs> i didn't i didn't quite land it the first time no um, you didn't land it the first time it was great yeah and and so he like talks about his like seven hour car trip to get to birdville or wherever they live and he's like the first hour i was like this is crazy and the second hour was like i think it might be crazy and the third hour i was like yup it's crazy then the fourth hour i got some snacks and now i'm here it was just like (laughs) did they previously set up the buffalo man who takes bananas to uber people around no that is completely random that was just new (laughs) that was new okay that really blew it, my mind. It was, it was really something. I thought I had missed mm-hmm. a bit somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I guess that's just how this show do. Yeah. There were like three or four really well done understated jokes that while we were watching, I was like, aha, I must remember this because mm-hmm. we're recording ending pending and I have to mention how fucking funny these jokes were. Yep. And like, they're just not here right now. My brain just isn't doing the computer thing that it does to remember memories. Well, here's um, here's here's several. So I just, I'll, I'll I run down any. the list of several that I have. Um, if, can can I make a noise if you say one that I was planning yeah, on mentioning? Yeah. Um, okay. When Dakota goes to the bakery and tries to get an internship from Pastry Pete, Bertie's like, "Are you sure?" And Pastry Pete's like, "I I always uh, stick to my decisions or whatever like that." And he said, like, "And that's why I still listen to ska music." And there's yes, like, <laughs> yes, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and there's like a ska egg, like uh, transition to the next scene, <laughs> and he's just skanking around. Oh, yeah. it was so good. Um. Oh, what was another one? He he died. Oh, was it the club? They Tuka is dancing at a club like for the seventh night in a row. And there's these rhino DJs and they're having a, a moment of silence for extreme uh, parkour monkey man or whatever it was. And it was like this, which ironically enough, he didn't die eating or he didn't die from parkour or his extreme stunts. 
And it is it shows like a little vignette of him eating a sandwich and saying, does this have penicillin in it? And then dropping dead, which I felt <laughs> as a, uh, a, a penicillin intolerant American. Oh, um, you're allergic yeah, to that? I'm allergic to penicillin. Oh, that's um, inconvenient for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Syphilis, you know, just got to stay away mm. from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was just, uh, you know, stuck out to me as like a, <laughs> why would there be penicillin on a sandwich? That's so silly. That's so silly. That's okay, Birdie. So, and then that brings me to, you remember, so here's, here's a throwback. We haven't made uh, our show about the McElroys in a while. Um, you remember the episode of Mabim Bam where uh, they're talking about Jigsaw and yes. Jigsaw's friend? And yeah. How he's like, oh, you you gotta cut off your butt, and the guy's like, please don't make me cut off my butt. Please don't even cut off my butt. This is my saw. I lent you this saw. Um, and they talk about how, and he's also a cop, and also he got the saw for his adult bot mitzvah. And Griffin jokes that this is the most interesting character the McElroys have ever conceived of. That's how I feel about Draca, the plant woman. Yeah, the most interesting character in TV history. Of like the turtles and also she's a plant woman and also she's cohabitating with a intellectual jaguar and also she's a famous YouTube pimple popper. Um, uh. It was it was, I just I just I got to know more about this this amazing plant woman. Um, she's got a lot going on. She's got a lot going on and she seems so chill, you know, and she pimple. The pimple popping um, fad that exists in the world. I just can't. I just cannot. You're not into I can't. it. I can't. No, I can't. I can't. I. It's, ah. it's kind of. It's kind of like a train wreck for me. Like one of those. Like you can't look away kind of thing. Like if I see something like that, I am like there for it and very, very like we we in in college. I had this professor that would go um, spend his weekends at the cemeteries in Philadelphia and just like look through old medical data. Like files, because he was that was his like thing was like learning how people died in diseases and stuff like that. And he was telling us about this worm that like can embed in your skin, and the only way to get it out is like stick a stick through it and do like a quarter turn every day. Because if you turn it more oh, than that, guinea worm, yeah, it'll break off and go yep. into your body. And I guinea just think worm. about like yeah, yeah, and I just think about oh how how relieving that must be, how how good that must feel to get that worm out. Like that's. That's everything. Pop that pimple, all that that goo goo ooze comes out, and it's just like, oh yes. I guess it's not like a train wreck. I guess I fully enjoy it. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's Draca. She's she's the most interesting character in the world. There were a couple of uh, big uh, Broadway showstoppers in episode seven. I knew you were gonna dig those. Yeah, <laughs> I love they were something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big, uh, big, big ensemble pieces. It's very good. I have a very poor recollection of the songs. I'm sorry, Rami. <sighs> I'll play one right here. I feel like a shrimp being shot. Feels like I ate a monster truck. All piece by piece, and now I'm fucked. I'm driving through the poison mud. I love every this show does such a good job and we've had this happen before of like 
the boring boyfriend character like this does such a good job of like making him the most speckle the most genuine character on the show like he forms a bond with harry stallion 69 like right away and is like really just like i just i just love him i just it just it just really subverts like that trope while still like hinting at it and and i just i'm happy that it's it's not like every other show on tv Oh, this is a real good show, guys. It's a real good show. I like it's a little emotional. Yeah, it um it definitely it definitely goes places. And while yeah. I appreciate that about it, I I sometimes get a little sad, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. I sometimes have some sad, sad feelings. That's okay. It's okay to have okay. sad feelings. You got a little spice but, and sugar, that's all. Yeah. Um It is it's a complicated show to watch though. The end of episode seven, especially where like Tuca is having like these real like fears and these real anxieties and, and you know, and, and Bertie says, like, I have to be like the worry ward. I have to protect you. I have to care for you. And you get to do just whatever you want. And it's like, goodness, like in any other show, like on network TV, there is like Tuca does something terrible that like makes us say, yeah, Bertie's right or vice versa. And this show is just like, nah, this is a real relationship. And like yeah, it's they're complicated. Both kinda right. They're both kind of right. They're both, both kind of can... annoying, and and you know somehow their they friendship both... has to survive. They both have ways they deal with things that are not good or right. Uh-huh, and they uh-huh. both appreciate each other, and they also both have resentment toward each other that they have to work through. Mm-hmm. Life is messy. How dare yeah. I need everything to be very simple? <clears throat> Let's found Which... a religion, Andy. <laughs> I don't want to do another one of those. <laughs> last one didn't work out so good. <laughs> really drained yeah, from that last religion. <laughs> we'll just be doing all. We'll do. We'll homebrew everything for this one. <laughs> We're tossing the rule book out the window. We're homebrewing this shit. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just I, I find that this show is really like complicated and complex. And I haven't watched the I'll have to go back and watch the first season of um, Bojack to see, like, how hard it goes in the first season. But I'm wondering if this just went too hard too fast. I mean, we don't know anything about the ratings of it or anything like that because it's on Netflix. But I'm wondering if, like, the the audience just wasn't, like, ready for this level of, like, complexity. I just think it's better about it. Yeah, that's true. No one, no one knew this show existed. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's true. I didn't know about it until someone else, like another human, recommended it to me. You know, I didn't yeah. see advertising for it or anything. I knew about it because I am very online, and it was a big show that was talked about there. But not everyone is that. Very few people are are as online as I am. I think, and. Um, primarily when I heard about it was the uproar about the potential of it being canceled. So, you know, a little, little late to, you know, hear about it at that point. I think it's definitely like, it's one of those shows where like, I could see this whole run of ending Penny being moot because outside of it being animation and needing a large team to take on that, I could see this show easily coming back. That'd be great. Yeah. All, and all, we can take credit for it. All the shows, the networks are trying to do some kind of an adult animated series or something like that. 
and they're all a little bit in the lineage of like South Park and Family Guy and stuff like that. Except Bob's no, Burgers. Thank you. Bob's yeah, Burgers is pretty good. Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is excellent. Um, I I'm I may have mentioned this at some point before, but I really hate like mean spirited humor. It just yeah. makes me feel bad. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch Family Guy. I don't want to watch South Park. I don't want to watch people being shitty to each other. So, except for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, this that is, is the exception to the rule. This show is uniquely self-aware, though. Always Sunny in Philadelphia is like a call out of it's 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 an excellent parody yeah. of the show. It's very good parody. foil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that. That is a different situation. Um, I, I also want to call out like just how. Like, I know it's a car. It's an animated series. I understand that. But the cast of the show is so diverse. Like the top four characters in the show are all people of color. It, it has two women. And like. I like I like Bob's Burgers a lot, but that primary family is made up of three women and two men. And there's only one woman who casts, who like voice acts in that, in that group of five. The rest mm-hmm. are all played by men, white men. And it's like, I'm cool. I guess I'm fine. Like, cause, cause like I like the show and like that they do a good job, but it just makes me feel a little bit icky. And it's like, so nice to hear like Tiffany Haddish and, Steven Yoon and and even Reggie Watts, even though I we don't like the character he's playing, and and Ali Wong, like they all just do such a good job Where embodying do we know these Reggie characters. Watts from? Um, um he's uh, what's that show? Uh, the comedy weird one. Bang Bang. Yes, Comedy Bang Bang. It's it's very weird. You would my brother, you would know if you saw him. Yeah, he's got big hair, big old hair, real just everywhere, big old, big old hair, puffy beard. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a beatboxer. He's very much. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's very good. Yeah, and I, I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with this idea of this cast getting together with a writer's room who we, we, you know, have known as, is predominantly women with a show creator who's a woman. Like, it, it's just, I, I like that that happened, even if for a moment, and I'm really pissed off that that might have had some factor in it not happening anymore. Not to not to dig on Boss Burgers. We're gonna get all all those people who said they like me, who I'm their favorite, are gonna get mad at me because I talk shit on Bob Burgers. But it's just like I watched a table read and I was like, this is the guy who plays Louise. Like this is the guy who plays uh, Tina or not Louise Tina, and this is who plays Linda. Like oh. I had no idea. I literally went to IMDb and was like, oh shit. Yeah. I didn't realize it was. Like all fucking T- dudes. Tina mm-hmm. and Louise is and H. John Benjamin, who's great, and uh, Eugene Merman, who is great, and uh, the Kristen Shaw, I think, who is great. I don't know who the other actors, and I think that they should make that make those characters played by women because that's important. I think. Anywho, I think it was, and this is not to defend them. Um, I think the original joke was that, like the the female characters are played by male voice actors. That was like a joke originally. And then they sort of decided at some point that it wasn't funny, but they were already committed right. to it. Right. So it's whatever ain't going to change now. 
and it's a very good show and everyone should watch it because it's like you said an example of like positive upbeat comedy that isn't like so like posy core in your face like sunshine and rainbows i don't know i just really appreciate the diversity that this show has to bring to the table and i miss it already it's not even over yet and i miss it I guess that's my negative is that is that I'm going to miss it. (laughs) I was just going to say, are there any negatives? I don't think we actually segmented into any. I don't know that I have any, to be honest with you. You're ready. You're ready. I got a negative. I got a negative right here. Let's 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 lay this out on the table. You ever seen a crawler? Do you know what a crawler is? It's a donut. It's a lumpy it's a, donut. It's, it's a lumpy donut. It looks like a. We used to call them tire tracks. It looks like a big old monster truck tire, but it's tiny and it's a donut and it's glazed and it's delicious. Um, do you know what a bunt cake is? It's a big fat wet cake. It's a big cake with a hole in the middle. Um, sounds a lot like a donut. It sounds like you just made a bigger crawler donut and called it a crunt pastry piece. <laughs> I think that's fraudulent as fuck, and I am not cool with it. Uh. Croon makes a lot more sense. Um, I love that you get the croissants in there. The the cronut that all of this is like parodying, parodying um, is a very good invention. I'm very glad that, that was invented. And I think that the croont with the umlaut would be a tasty treat. Um, the croont. And then, and then Birdie makes a, a fun little uh, spaghetti dessert thing in this episode and spaghetti dessert spaghetti dessert and i don't think and everyone loves it and that's fine because the show decided it would but i don't think it would be very good i think it's kind of a silly silly thing but the croon i think that would be good i think that would be a good thing get rid of this crunt thing i don't know why the crunt was like the big thing we were all excited about from episode one the croon a croissant mixed with a bunt cake because then you just like layer i guess layers of flaky pastry into a bunt cake pan and then bake it that'd be tasty that'd be tasty as fuck i agree cr- ronnie i agree cr- with everything a, you say a crun is just a, a, a giant donut i'm i'm I, i'm i'm out i'm done with it get it out of here can you put a munchkin in it just like jesus fills the hole in your heart is that a thing that was done in sunday schools that was a thing that the donut, donut man did donut man is that was, the donut man did that yes yeah, the donut man at the Aww. donut repair shop he sh- and he's his friend Munchkin, and they take little children and they teach them lessons about Jesus by shoving <laughs> donut holes into the holes of donuts. <laughs> because apparently this man thinks this is how you eat donuts. That's you how must, you repair donuts. You must buy a donut and buy the little dough wad hole that goes in it and just cram it in there before you eat it. Jam it in there. Because mm. it's sinful to just eat a whole, apparently. Dude, watch interviews with this man sometime. It is buck wild. This guy is, this, is nuts. Is my friend the man who invented the donut? Or just no, he has, like, no. co-opted the, he's co-opted no, no. the donut for his dark purposes. That That's exactly it. He's okay. co-opted okay. the donut. Yeah, yeah he's fine. stolen it. Mm-hmm. He's like those t-shirts where it's like Reese's Cups, but it says like Jesus Christ or like gotcha. it's the hero's logo, but it's like Jesus is my hero. But Good Christian Fun has a great episode about the Demon Man. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I love Good Christian Fun. Yeah, it's a fun. good one. Any, any other um, things that didn't work? No, this is great. It's very good. It's very good. 
Hey, um, you now, listeners. Oh, Savage Randy Handy is here to tell you that Tukin Birdie deserves a big old fat season, too. A big old fat one. Mm. A big old fat one. Yikes. Or we'll do some cocaine about it. Oh, gosh. Uh, speaking of uh, fans that we have that like both of us, all three of us even, um, we got an email from a fan that we Whoa. all know. Fan and mail, fan we mail. all love. You know it's from Sir Nee. Hey, Sir Nee. Sir Nee, if you'll remember. I can't um, remember if we're supposed to be fighting or not anymore, Sir Nee. I, well, we <laughs> mentioned Sir Nee in passing during the Cape series. Uh, yeah. Talking about how we haven't heard from C- Sir Nee in a while. And... As you do, Andy, you kind of lashed out a little bit. Um, <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure I stopped by and to say, what a brilliant show, speaking about Tuka and Birdie. Hell Th- yes, Ernie. Yeah. Thanks for steering the listeners on to it. It's tough to explain how much care is put into every episode over an audio medium. It can even be overwhelming sometimes to watch how many things are happening on screen, but you guys are doing a good job. I'm all cut up with the next episodes. I'm ready for us to get real with this shit. I've never done hard drugs, but I feel only, like watching... Only soft drugs. Only only gentle good yeah, drugs. Yeah, I've, I've only done the fun drugs. Uh, but sometimes watching 2K and Birdie feels like I've done hard drugs. Because I'm just like, yeah. i got to rewind. Like, I don't even know. The screen is so busy with so many goofs and jokes that, like, you can't catch them all. Cerny says, Tuka and Birdie don't fuck around in these three episodes, but also, they fuck around quite a bit. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, also, he also says, fuck you, Andy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you this upon yourself. But parenthetically, but said in like a love you, bye sort of tone. <laughs> so. I accept, I accept, Cerny. <laughs> you win this sure. round. Sure. Uh, thanks, thanks for sticking with us, Cerny. Thank you for uh, for always being being by our side through and, and and dropping some prophetic truth, like on that Tukin Birdie shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's real, real, real. Um. So if you want to hear your email, if you want to tell Andy fuck you and have it read aloud on please, our show, please email us. And tell me to fuck me. You can send us an email to penningpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at penningpod. Follow us on Facebook at penningpod. Follow us on Instagram at endingpending. We are, of course, a part of the Lunar Light Studio Podcast Network. And uh, just make sure that you go at least and check out patreon.com slash lunarlighthq. Um, we, it's been a while since we've really run down what you get from being a part of that. You get um, a ton. You just for get a ton. A, for a dollar a month, you get to have all of our bonus content. You get to be a part of our fan discord. For $5 a month, you get For $5 to, a month, I suckle your your second biggest toe. Only mm. your second biggest, though. Um, that is not true. That is true. That's it's legally not, binding. Uh, go to your house and I do it. No. No. Hmm. If no. you're not into it, though, I don't know. then I have to... I, I will have to never then, kiss Andy again. I just mm, want If you're not um, into it, though, then I, I stand outside your window and I play a sad song and then I leave. Sure, sure. That's for $5 a month. 
That's a great it's deal. It's five dollars a month, but you also, in reality, get monthly live streams and uh, and all the other content that I already mentioned. And then at ten dollars a month, you get uh, access to the dark side of the moon suite of podcasts and your name on the wall of fame on the website. So there's good stuff. For ten dollars a month, also oh, no. I hand oh, no. I hand sew you a stuffed oh, animal goodness. of your favorite. I'm so glad you sewed something host. because you doing something with your hand did not did not in, in my first <laughs> instinct in my brain. <laughs> I hand sew a stuffed animal of your favorite host, and I mail it to you. That would actually uh, be a you, very you, sweet thing to do. You have to slap it and mail it back, though. That's ah, part of the legally binding deal. Sure, it's don't yuck my um. That's my kink. Uh, but it's seriously, Andy's check out incredibly specific fetish. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way I get any sort of sexual oh, release anymore. Yeah. Now that everyone will kiss me after all the toe suckling I've done for five dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> God damn okay. this show! Um, oh. Remember earlier when we didn't? When fan, we didn't? Remember earlier when we didn't get fired? When we did not get fired for the hey, macho man Randy rack. Andy. Uh, you should check out the fan Discord, though. Uh, yeah. If you want me to tell you that your opinions about Star Wars are dumb and wrong, yep. <laughs> go to the Force Friends section. Go to the Force Friends Rewatch section. That's Discord. all I do is just yell at people. We've been having some really good discussions about Tuca and Bertie in the ending pending Discord. We have. Yeah, it's been good shit. Missing you, Evan. Where have you been in the fan Discord? The fans are clamoring. I'm only just getting over my my Discord-related trauma, so I might poke in. I might poke in. Evan is a Discord ghost. Uh, Sure, sure. I think I've explained this before, but I had a job until uh, I got my current job, which I like very much. I had a job that required me to do community management on Discord, and it was hell. It was the worst hell you can imagine. So I'm a little sore on Discord. It's not Discord's fault. It's not... It's not Discord's fault, but I just, I needed to purge myself. I need to purge my system of everything Discord-related for as long as possible, but it's not quite as um, hateful to me now. All right, don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Or do. <laughs> don't tell him about the toe thing. He will donate $5 a month every single month. Male pawn shop Lou, a voodoo doll of the Endy Pendy hosts. And then <sighs> smack it with your big toe. Your second biggest toe, I'm sorry. That's getting weird. All right, I'm going to stop <laughs> You recording. took it to that place. I did not take it to that place. I'm a hunt- I That is where it naturally went. <laughs> that was the natural progression of this podcast, was to that specific place. I just sure. followed the breadcrumbs. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty? Witty and gay.